Welcome our viewers of Let's Talk America Radio. Of course, I'm Shana, on-air host and your executive producer, and we are back with another edition of Real Talk, where we spotlight the trending topics you want to know more about, and we always recruit the best and the brightest guests to join us and talk. And uh, today, I'm so excited to be speaking with a world-renowned physician, and we're going to talk about a very important topic. Did you know that uh, January is Cervical Cancer Awareness Month? what exactly does it mean? There's so many questions that you may have as an adult female at 45 or 50, or if you're 25, or if you happen to be the parent of a 13 or 14 year old boy or girl, because by now you've probably heard of the vaccine that's out there as well. Um, of course, we have to start off by saying we're excited to have you in. January is a new year, a new opportunity to be educated on so many different topics. And let me introduce you to my exclusive guest um, that's going to be with us for the next 15 minutes or so. And she's going to tell us a little bit about herself as well. But the one and only Dr. Dana Cohen is a nationally renowned uh, internal medicine specialist um, who has an approach that's very unique. She's treated thousands of patients, listening to her patients about so many different things. And she's so adamant about those uh, medical conditions that matter, that in fact, so many different families um, of different cultures, and no matter where you are. Dr. Cohen, I'm excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, super excited to have you on. Now, um, I, of course, I did a brief introduction um, of you. Your uh, CV resume is quite impressive. But we have a tradition here on Rural Talk of Let's Talk America Radio, where we ask our exclusive expert guests, such as yourself, the advocates, what drove you to be where you are today? You're adamant about so many different topics. You want to get the information out about cervical cancer, HPV, all of it. Tell us what really motivates and drives Dr. Cohen. We know your CV is impressive, but for the next minute or so, so if you share with us, uh, what got you to this point? Uh, you know, I'm so lucky. I've had incredible mentors in my life. And I think when I found functional and integrative medicine, I just, I knew it was just good medicine. If we could stave things off at an earlier age and teach preventative medicine, which, you know, it, I think I have a very sort of boutique practice and I'm allowed the time with patients to be able to listen and hear them. And, you know, so I think, uh, I think it's just good old fashioned medicine. I think yeah. going back to the days when you go and see and you know your doctor, you know your patients and you spend time with your patients. So I've been lucky enough to be doing that for tw over 25 years. Wow. Awesome. I love that. I love that. It sounds like it's a personal, professional passion of yours. Let's dive right into the topic. I mentioned, of course, that January is Cervical Cancer Awareness Month. Um, I want us to start off with the obvious because we hear about so many different cancers. You know, that breast cancer, women getting their mammogram. We hear about colon cancer that's on the rise and stomach cancer. But when it comes to cervical cancer, I don't want us to overassume that people know exactly what we're talking about. Will you give us in uh, layman terms, what is cervical cancer and who does it impact? So uh, only women have cervixes. So um, it, it affects a cervical cancer affects only women. Um, and the cervix is the opening to um, to the uh, to the vaginal canal, the end of the vaginal canal that goes into our our uh, fallopian tubes. So it's the end of our vaginal canal. Um, so that's what cervical cancer is. And most cervical cancer is caused by a virus called HPV, human papilloma virus. 
which is a very virulent, um, meaning contagious virus. And the truth is anyone who's been sexually active will be exposed to HPV. Um, so it's um, and most HPV is taken care of if we have good, strong, robust immune systems. If our if our bodies are doing what it's supposed to be doing, um, then most of the time we we take care of this virus and clear it. But um, but there's times when we don't, and that's when it becomes a problem. So I want to make sure we're breaking this down for an individual woman that's listening at 60 or one that's listening at 38 years old to understand. You're saying that anyone who's been sexually active, right, has been likely exposed to the HPV, that virus, at some point. Is that factual? Yes. Yes. If you've ever been sexually active and um, it, it is, this is sort of doom and gloom, and I'm sorry to say, but even skin-to-skin contact, it doesn't have to be mucous membrane contact, skin-to-skin contact has the possibility of transmitting HPV. So um, it is extraordinarily virulent, and most of us have been exposed to it. And the good news is that most of us take care of it, our bodies take care of it. But the ones that don't is the reason why we need to screen for cervical cancer because it is the the number one cause of cervical cancer is HPV and certain strains of HPV. So you're saying that obviously majority of women or all women that have been sexually active at some point have been exposed to it. But you're saying if you have a healthy or typical immune system, your body is pretty much ridded out in a sense. And so you're saying when you do go for your annual, however often women get their pap smears, it may not come up. But you're definitely saying that doesn't mean you did, have not been exposed to it. Your body just sort of, if you, if a real layman's terms, kind of taking care of it on its own. Yes. And in fact, it it does lie dormant. Um, And sometimes when our immune systems are down is when it can sort of rear its ugly head, you know, so I think that's important to note because a lot of times, you know, a 50 year old woman who's been married for, you know, 15 years or something gets HPV and they're like, oh, my God, what did my husband do? It's not necessarily that he has been cheating on you. It's possible that you were exposed earlier and it had lying dormant for so many years. And Dr. Cohen, we have heard from other um, viruses that exist, such as HIV and others, that there are things that can be dormant, if I'm right, that may not necessarily show up initially, but can show up up to years later. Isn't that true? Not just for HPV or cervical cancer, but other viruses or diseases as well. Think about shingles. Shingles is is chicken pox that lays dormant. And when your immune system is down, it rears its ugly head. You know, think about that. With shingles, we know that stress is a major cause of shingles. So stress also is a major cause of HPV or or at least one of the things that if you're diagnosed with an abnormal pap, one of the things that you should really think about is your stress levels. You know, that's that's a real simple thing to sort of say, okay, I've been diagnosed with HPV. I need to hit this head on. I'm going to start with my stress levels and whatever that may mean. It may mean meditation, yoga, acupuncture, talk therapy, whatever it is. But that has to be one of the things that we that it's important We are putting the spotlight on cervical cancer, HPV, with the one and only uh, world-renowned internist, Dr. Dana Cohen, is with us, and she's breaking it all down. She did just tell us a reveal, if you do not know, um, that she's saying that if you are a woman who's ever been sexually active, um, there's a very high possibility, if not 100%, that you've been exposed to HPV, but if you have a normal or typical immune system, your body has sort of taken care of it. I want to ask this question if someone's thinking it, is it just exposure if it's been intercourse 
or if it's even oral sex. Both at oral sex. And like I said earlier, skin to skin contact, there's a possibility that that can even transmit HPV. That's how virulent it is, you know, so it's very, it's very contagious, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and many of us have, have been um, exposed to it and it's just all, almost all of us, I, you know, we don't have those exact numbers, but it's believed that I, I'm making this number more than 95% of us will have been exposed to HPV. So, yeah. At some point. Um, and tell us what are some common misconceptions about cervical cancer, HPV, because um, one, I think a lot of people will hear the word HPV and say, oh, it's automatically cervical cancer. But you already said that majority of cervical cancer cases obviously are triggered with HPV. But that doesn't mean that every case of HPV turns into cervical cancer. Is that a fair assumption? That is a fair assumption. There's different strains of HPV and there's ones that in particular that we know to, to be more of, of the ones that cause cervical cancer. Um, so, uh, and then there's ones that cause genital warts. We know that. Um, some of the misconceptions I think are important to note is that it can affect women of all ages. It's not just an older woman's cancer, cervical cancer, right? The other thing is... Um, you have to have had many sexual partners to get HPV. Not true. Okay. Um, and um, that it's not preventable. I think this is important. This is where, you know, my, my, my work as an integrative doctor shines. It is, it is preventable. It's detectable. It's treatable when nice. caught early enough. And once again, we said it's directly related to your immune system. So functional medicine and integrative medicine and lifestyle yeah. medicine, that's where we shine. Because right now when you're diagnosed with HPV, the only thing you have from your gynecologist is watch and wait. So you get a positive pap smear. All right, well, we're going to repeat that in three to six months. Let's okay. watch and wait and see what happens. And that's it. You're out the door. So doctors like me, functional medicine doctors, now we step in and say, no, that's not good enough. We we have to address this head on. So we start okay. with stress, right? We talked about that. Okay. Um, the other thing, I'm going to talk about two other things that I think are super important. If somebody's been diagnosed with cervical, with an abnormal pap, that's HPV positive, right? Okay. So de-stress, um, hydration. I wrote a whole book on hydration. It's called Quench. And it is absolutely the first step before you start on any diet, any lifestyle, you have to learn how to hydrate. It is the function and the basis of all homeostasis in the body. So learn how to hydrate, hydrate better, always start there. Nice. And then I want, to, I want to talk a little bit about supplementation because that's what I do as a functional medicine doctor. Yeah. I talk about nutrients and, and how to eat right. Also, let me just say something quick. If we're speaking hydration, Get rid of the ultra processed foods, eat real okay. food, right? So nice. supplementation, two quick things. Um, there's a medicinal mushroom called AHCC that has okay. human studies backing it up, showing that it clears HPV faster. Okay. Um, great, uh, incredible, incredible pot product. I use it also for cold and flu. I use it for, um, for cancer and there's many things. It's an incredible, incredible supplement. Um, ahcc.net is its website. You can look at those human studies. The second is folic acid. They've shown that women who are HPV positive um, as a whole have lower levels of folic acid in their body. So you want to okay. replenish folic acid, which is a B vitamin. Very simple thing to do. 
And that's a B vitamin. And okay, so that's something that would help. I, I've got to ask this, and I'm just going to rewind slightly because I know obviously you're saying HPV is such a, a serious component when it comes to cervical cancer. You talked about the stress. You talk about making sure you're taking care of your body, your immune system with essential supplements, like you said, folic acid or vitamin B. Um, the other one you mentioned is to ACCG. But I've got to ask, how critical for that woman that's 38 years old listening to you right now, your voice watching Let's Talk America, how critical is it for her to get those screenings when she goes in and sees a doctor like yourself? And then let, tell me this, how early is too early to start getting cervical um, exams, if you will? Because I, I would imagine if you're not sexually active, I, I would imagine then the pap becomes less significant, but I need for you to tell us that. I'm no expert. And then how old is too old for a woman not to be concerned with the pap smears of the cervical screenings? Help us out. Yeah. So um, first and foremost, I think it is super important to forge a relationship with your gynecologist because um, everybody's different. Um, and so there may be some women who are 65 who still do need to get pap smears okay. on a fairly regular basis there. But most women, they're saying after 65, we don't need to do paps anymore. But it's, it's very dependent getting to know your doctor, having them to, okay. to know, know you. Screening is critical. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's a silent disease. Cervical cancer and HPV is a silent disease until it becomes a problem. And if you've ever known anybody with cervical cancer, it can be devastating. Um, so uh, it's screening is super important. I believe um, it, uh, I think the age has gone up very recently, but um, 21, it might've gone up to 25 is when you start screening for cervical cancer. Um, I think PAPS maybe 21 if you're, if you're sexually active. Um, so, so there's, there is a time, but everywhere in between um, we need to screen. It's super important. Um, and, and the, 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 it used to be annually, you mentioned it earlier, annually, that's no longer true. Then it was every other year. That's no longer true. Now it's every three to five years, depending um, on your situation, on your history, that kind of thing. So, so get to know your doctors, speak to your doctors. Um, it's, uh, it's important. And like you said, such a great um, uh, information for us to hold on to. Obviously, this is general information from the one and only Dr. Dana Cohen, who's saying you need to get with your own provider and figure out what works. Because you're right, for some women, it could be every three years. But for some women, based on a past or family history, perhaps, that gynecologist or interns may want to see them more frequently to make sure they're keeping an eye or monitoring anything that's out there. Speaking of coming in and frequency, and I mentioned family history, is cervical cancer, like so many other cancers we hear about, are you at greater risk for it if mom or aunt suffered with it? I don't think so because it's HPV related. It's uh, it is so overwhelmingly related to the virus. So I don't believe family history plays a role um, in cervical cancer. Okay. And I will say this, like when we have talked about breast cancer or other cancers, sometimes certain families are not very forthright enough coming anyway with it, right? So we, some of us don't really know what family history is. So I would imagine in, in my thinking, empower yourself to be a screen as for many things as possible. So that can be some comfort. And I know you would agree, Dr. Cohen, we've had so many medical experts on that say the earlier you catch anything, the better chance of survival. Is that also true for cervical cancer? 100%. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that makes a difference. Um, I, I want to talk also about um, 
safe sex practices? Because I know you said um, if a woman has had any sort of really, even if it's oral or other, you said skin to skin of any type or even intercourse, she's been exposed at some point to HPV. And let me ask you this, when it comes to safe sex practices, do condoms, does that help with it? Because you did say even skin to skin of some sort puts you at risk, but help us out. Yeah, sure. It abs- it does help. Of course it helps. Um, it, it's safe sex is super important with HPV. Um, and, you know, the skin to skin stuff is, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, how do I say this? It's a possibility. It's not, I don't want people to get freaked out and, you know, okay. but, but it is a possibility. And so it, it's, it's more to sort of maybe scare you into getting screened. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah which is important. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. I want to say this because we are talking to the woman that could be 60 years old as well. That's divorced. But I think a lot of times we push, as you know, society pushes safe sex um, practices on younger individuals under 30. But talk to us right now how important it is for women of all ages, even that 65-year-old single woman or 78-year-old single woman to make sure she's also practicing those safe measures. Yeah. Yeah, I think actually, believe it or not, the older you are, because um, I think in my generation, you know, mid 50s to mid 60s, we still remember HIV in the 80s. You know, like we know safe sex has been drilled into us. I think the older women and maybe the younger women are the ones who don't really know about, you know, that when when that whole thing sort of that history of HIV. Um, So safe sex, though, is important in any age. It's just it has to be become a part of life so it's yeah. uh it's it's kind of a, a, a unfortunately there's there's it's a no um what's the word I'm looking for it has to be done yeah. <laughs> at, at yeah. any age at every age and I think the older you are like women who are maybe have been married for so many years yeah. um don't remember but you need to remember so if you're going to go out and be sexually active again you need to practice safe sex no holds barred yeah, I want to jump back on holistic medicine, which is your area of expertise. You did tell us supplements are important to that. You said stay hydrated. That also helps. And you did mention keep your immune system as up to date as possible. And I'm imagining, Dr. Cohen, that you're also right. You're preaching to us about keeping up with if you have dyslipidemia, if you're hypertensive, making sure your body, you're taking care of your body, right? You're saying address what needs to be addressed. All of those things, all of those things are, are important. And, uh, you know, I think the um, functional medicine doctors like myself are, are the doctors to go to because we're a lot of the time and the information and really talk about diet and lifestyle and all these things that um, unfortunately, most regular doctors don't have the time. They're putting band-aids on these things that are already sort of happening to you. Um, or and even there's there's lots of nutritionists and and other caregivers that can really help with these things. Yeah. You know, I have a very important question for you because we obviously majority of this conversation, which is an empowering, very enlightening one for all of us. And I certainly again we love speaking with the one and only Dr. Dana Cohen. She's with us today talking about cervical cancer screenings um, and some things you can certainly do for your immune system. And she's making sure you get those screenings, identify what needs to be identified with with your cervix and other parts of your body. She's very adamant about that. But let's talk about the male um role in this because I know we talked about women, you know we're the only ones that do have a cervix, of course. But when it comes to men, and I say this because I want to transition into that HPV vaccine 
um, conversation before we head out um, where they're saying, obviously, young boys, they have talked about it in the pediatrician's office as well. What role do male counterparts have in this? Um, are there things they can do to help protect their partners? Help us out. So it's it's 50 50. Um, this is an a sexually transmitted infection. So um, it, it, it comes from both men and women and men are not are at risk for certain cancers as well. You said you mentioned oral cancer, esophageal cancer, anal cancer, um, rectal cancer. So so men um also, unfortunately, we don't have a screening test for men, um, so they they have to be a part of the conversation and um, and keep their immune systems boosted. And as far as the HPV vaccine, the recommendation is for for boys to get it as well. Um, you know, people ask, is it crucial? And right now, what we do know about it is that it confers a ninety percent decrease risk in cervical cancer in women. Um, we don't know what it does yet with esophageal cancer and throat cancers, um, but but hopefully that that information will be coming out soon enough. Okay. So yeah, I think um I think it is a two-way street and it's important for 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 um, men to be a part of this conversation and speak to their doctors as well, especially if with they have it. a partner who's positive. And and I want to talk about this as well, because this is important. You talked about uh, women practicing safe sex when it comes to HPV or other STD, sexual transmitted diseases. But for that male who has a partner, I, I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm going to assume that as a physician, you're going to say that he also needs to be practicing safe sex as well. I, I'm imagining. So he's not spreading that to anybody, a partner or any other individuals he is having relations with. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and that's, I, I, unfortunately, the easiest safe sex is for men, men to put on a condom. Yeah. You know, that's, um, it's, it's just a part of life now. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want um, someone, and I'm going to focus in on that woman right now, that 40 year old woman who is listening and watching us right now, what do you want her to know? Because she's busy, right? She may say she has three kids. She's working with a partner. Maybe she's by herself doing it. Going to the doctor is one more thing on her list to do. And she's got a thousand and five, Dr. Cohen. What do you want her to know about her health holistically when it comes to cervical screenings or any other screenings that you hold dear to your heart, being integrative? physician yourself what should she know when she's busy she's stressed she's worn down with homework what would you tell her to give her words of empowerment when it comes to her physical health which you and I both know is so so critical yeah so um you said it earlier early detection literally saves lives cervical cancer is devastating I've seen it and it's not fun. It's not pretty. It's an awful, awful thing to happen. And, and if you catch it early enough, it's taken care of simply by a leak procedure or a colposcopy. Um, and, and then knowing that boosting your immune system, that kind of thing. So um, I can't say enough to get that pap smear once every three years, um, ask your doctor, but that's typically what it is now. Um, and I just want to give out a website because I think this is an incredible, um, it's the National Breast and Cervical Cancer Early Detection Program. Um, I think you can find it on the CDC. They offer um, free or low cost services for, to the to the uninsured, nice. to people who, um, you know, underserved women as well, and, and low income women. So um, it's the NBCCE. DP, National Breast and Cervical Cancer Early Detection Program for those who can't it. afford it. But there's there's services out there for all of us to get screened. 
I love it. I love it. And before you leave us, mention those two supplements again for someone that is listening out there and also explain, I know you said it's great for, can help with cervical health, but can it help our immune system in general? Yes. Uh, AHCC, um, ahcc.net. You can look at their website. Yes. Uh, for cervical cancer, there's human studies on HPV with that, but also for cold and flu, also for COVID and many other things. AHCC is a phenomenal supplement and folic acid. So um, folic acid is... It's, uh, you can find it in any any uh, health food store. It's, it's a type of a B vitamin that um, women with cervical cancer are low in. So um, replacing folic acid and vitamin C, good old vitamin C is not a bad, is a good thing to sort of help boost your immune system a little bit too. Having a holistic uh, position on, I've got to ask you this. I know you talked about supplements, um, but when it comes to diet and exercise, how key is that as well? Always uh, after hydration, diet, get rid of ultra processed foods, eat real food. That means, you know, just food from nature, more vegetables, just I, I, I tell people, get a salad in with lunch and dinner. Try to um, do a smoothie a day. If you can't, if you hate salads, then put it in a blender and add some fruit to it. Um, but uh, diet plays a huge role and um, and exercise. We have to move. Now, that there, that can mean many different things for people, but um, we have to move. So um, exercise is critical as well. I love it. Thank you, Dr. Cohen, for being with us here Let's Talk America Radio. What a crucial and timely conversation. I appreciate all of your help. Of course, as I mentioned before, this is general information by the one and only internist, Dr. Dana Cohen. For more specific information about your uh, history and your own body, please visit your own um, provider as soon as possible. We got to get those screenings in, not just for mammograms, cervical cancer, also if you're of a certain age, uh, colonoscopies, because as she pointed out so eloquently, the earlier you detect it, the better off you have with survival rate. And you've got to know it to address it. I love it. What a great conversation. Thank you, Dr. Cohen, for being on with us. And I thank you for joining us again for this important conversation, kicking off your year. Again, January is Cervical Cancer Awareness Month or Cervical Health Awareness Month. Make sure you're staying empowered with the latest information and asking those important questions to your provider. Don't wait for them to tell you that you need a cervical screening or a colonoscopy or a mammogram. Take the be empowered with your own information. For additional information, stay connected. Connected to us. We have more info coming your way. Let's Talk America Radio offers real talk for real people, and our video series aims to do that, putting those experts and advocates right in front of you, like the one and only Dr. Dana Cohen. Thanks, Dr. Cohen. Thank you. Have a great one, everyone, and stay informed. <laughs>